Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Paula Price Show, where you can experience scripturally organic, culturally unmodified teaching, get answers to your questions, and receive powerful prayer from your host, Dr. Paula Price, author of the Prophet's Dictionary. Tune in now and get ready for an exciting time of encouragement and transformation. Welcome your host, Dr. Paula Price. Hey, good morning. Welcome to this week's, I'm sure, very insightful Jesus and Paula show. Tell your friends Dr. Price is on because we know what everybody wants to know anyway. So, <laughs> what's Dr. Price saying now? Now, if you've been following Dr. Price for this last whatever five minutes of your life or a year, you know she is saying what she's already said. So go tell your friends. Dr. Price is on. Go tell them right now. Nobody is hiding from anything. Go go share. Go tell it on the mountain. Go text your friends and your enemies and let them know that the one and only Dr. Paula Price is about to do whatever it is that she does to us and for the Lord. So before we jump into the word of the Lord, let's talk about what's coming up in 2021 right here with us. And uh, let me see, who, who are we talking about? New Year Apostleship, and uh, Paul Price Enterprises, and the list goes on. Mark your calendars, June 16th through the 18th is our annual Total Prophetic Training Institute. Now listen, I don't even know if anything is up online yet, but I'm just telling you to save the date, all right? So don't register today because you probably cannot register. Save the date. So when you go online and you see that, it may or may not, but you know, the is quick. The word of the Lord is quick, and song is quick. See, she's a word girl. <laughs> she's a word woman in the word with the Lord. So it might be up by the end of today's show. However, if it is not, just understand this is about you, what? Saving the date, June 16th through the 18th here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Who will be there? Dr. Price. She's coming. She said, I'm coming. Me. I'm going to be there. We'll be there. You'll be there. That's who will be there. Also coming up in the spring of 2021, Women of Dominion is back. Yes, our women's conference. We haven't had one for several years. Dr. Price told me a couple weeks ago, it's time to bring it back. And I was like, yes, it is. I'm glad that it was your idea. Or God, or whomever. Let the Lord use you. <laughs> Bring it back. So, ladies, women of dominion, what are you not going to get in a women of dominion event? Girly girl stuff. We're going to get rulership information. Deborah. Where are the Deborah? The Deborah. The queen, the judges, the rulers, those who want to take dominion, which is why it's called women of dominion and not just, you know, women of the kitchen or something. It's women. And you know what? We all can dominate in the kitchen. So we're not knocking kitchen life. We're not knocking house duties. We can all handle business on the domestic front. But this event is not about domesticity. It's about dominion. And as we can see right now, we need some. Glory to God in the most high high. (laughs) In the most high grace and peace to all of you. All right, New York City. Hey, hey, hey. All right. Oh, yes, uh, Prophet Johnson, he says they're going to be here for TPTI. I know you better be flatlined. You won't be able to explain not being here. 
paraphernalia, props. Don't get clearance. Nobody gave you props clearance. I think that here for you, sir. You did. You always pulling those titles. Like, what's up with that? See, this is why people want to subtract titles. <laughs> Now I see. Okay, I'm like, oh, around is another title. You know, and you got like 16 of them. Yes. <laughs> yes, she does. Fortunately, though, you do take them through it. Oh, yeah. Remember. Oh, yeah. You know, because we don't have that at the time. No, no. Take your head. I would like to remember, but if you're not going to work the title, then I'm going to do it. D-title. You know, we have N-title, and then we have D-title. And I'm going to D-title. Yes. Because I can't, you know what? Because I can't back something on God's staff that's not doing what the staff is. Lord Jesus. But this is why we have our training to be as challenging as it is, because the position mm-hmm. is challenging, and it is better to challenge you in the proving stage so we don't have to remove you. Mm-hmm. Because we're all surprised that you don't have what it takes. Yeah. You know, what is my, my, my number one thing? Satan, and what God is Satan, ought not to be the only people who know you can't do the job. Well, you know, well, 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 I'm not apologizing. 
And you know why I'm not apologizing? Because if you have to use a media to block out your competition, if you have to use a whole host of folks, you got to go to other nations to get you in. If you got to do all of that, when you're you going to sit there and try to tell us that collusion is competition, I don't trust you didn't earn it. You didn't earn it. And if, he, and if this happened on a, on a football team and you had a whole city come against the winning team and then say the team won without you even playing and then have something else, no. we get mad when boxers take a fall. We get mad when fighters take a fall and you throw a fight or throw a game. We get mad about that. But just here we think it's right. Now, I don't really care about that one way or the other because to me, an election is for a season. I'm talking about the institution and the constitution of the Almighty. So I'm sorry. You may want, uh, I will not celebrate that. Don't tell me I need to pray for this man because I prayed him last night. And I prayed for him. Oh, I went in. I went all the way in. I'm a living witness. And I got up this morning and prayed some more. I'm praying every day for this person. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't care what you say. All of y'all walking around saying, yeah, but we called it. What you called was a devil's maneuver. And that should bother you. you should, it should bother you that a man who did nothing right told you he didn't even have to forgive your word because he knew he was in, who put the, the company that actually stole my vote and made my vote irrelevant. And you proud that you were right? You need to understand that you, you are caught up by divine spirit. The man that told you I don't like Christians, that told you I don't like righteousness, that told you I'm going to take this, you're going to do that, has told you all of the things that you're going to, I'm going to undo everything that this man did, and you're so proud oh, because all you think prophecy makes you a prophet of your might. So no. I am so not going to repent, the left, and recant. So there's no repeat for you. I'm not doing it. And you know why? Because I did not get into this for media. I did not get into this for church. I didn't get into this for social media. I got into this on the Word of God. The Word of God called me. And the wisdom of God. According to Luke. So I'm in Bible. I don't care about your politics. I don't, I don't not, I'm in Bible. Because I am a messenger of the Lord of hosts. Y'all didn't catch that. I'm not a messenger for, for, for whatever spiritual sound is in the vicinity or in earshot of my time. I'm not that. I'm not ever going to be that. So I'm never going to back that. I'm never going to change. That's never going to happen. Because if I do, then I have to become a liar. See, the flip flop says what is the one flip. Either the flip was a lie or the flop was a lie. And I'm not ever doing it. So now that you got that, because I'm telling you, I know I know the Lord, my God, and I've watched Jesus. So we're going to go through a couple of things that look just almost like today in Christian scripture. Just few things. Just few. Just a few couple. Because we don't look at the things that are seen. For we know that the things that are seen are temporal. But the things that are unseen, they are eternal. We call those things to be not as those that are not well they were. So we have to understand that when God prophesies, he's prophesying what's been, not what is to be. Now, between Alpha and Omega, there's crazy. 
Tracy is always in the thicket of Alpha and Omega. If, when I, if I die tonight, you know what I would not die on? God saying I changed my mind on him. I would not. I'm a real apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, not public media. I'm a messenger of the Lord of hosts. So, so am I filled with the power, the spirit of the power of God to tell God's people their transgressions and his Israel their sins. I am not going to change. Because I didn't miss it. Now, whether God wants to drag it out, lift it out, whatever, I did not miss it. And I'm not going to change. That's never going to happen. And you know what? I may be dead. And it still shows up. But, you know, just like Jeremiah. Jeremiah was gone, and yet Cyrus still came. Whenever there's change, there's warfare. Whenever change is on the horizon, there are battles. That's what it is. We have it in our mind that because God says a change is coming, that it's going to be easy for you all. Heard, you all bust into the preaching that if it's hard, it's not God. You want that. Everything about Scripture says it's hard. Everything. Everything about Scripture says that Satan is going to resist God. Come on, come on. Everything about Scripture says that all prophets are going to be a problem right on down to Revelation 11. Mm-hmm. See. I'm not standing on my ego. I don't have one. This is going to be a shit. Don't have ego. But I'm standing on the word of God. I'm standing on the logo. And one thing Jeremiah said from the beginning of time, the prophets who were before me have always prophesied judgment on nations that sin. Judgment doesn't just come by the elements. It also comes by government. And it takes a prophet who is for real to know when a government is being judged or God's using government to judge a land. And that's good or evil. Just so we know. I just want everybody to know. So, no, I'm not writing a letter of repentance. I didn't know I got nothing to repent for. I'm going to ride this thing out. I'm going to double down in prayer. Yeah. And I'm going to ride this thing out to the end. Yeah. And those who know their God, ah, yeah. these prophets know the media. They know their round table. They know their little prophetic clubhouse. They don't know. Come on. Come on. I just want you to know. This is one of the reasons why y'all have heard this before now. Here's a letter. I don't flip because because the media tells me. I don't flip because things look differently. So I'm going to show you how many people never flip in Scripture. And I'm sure you all have some, so I'll ask you to think of some, too. We're going to talk about all of the people who got the Word of God, and when it looked the bleakest, when it looked the longest, when it looked like it was failing, when it looked worse, that, that word still, they died on that word. Jeremiah went into Duke on that word. Isaiah walked up and down, all kinds of nations. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Ezekiel had to eat you yeah, yeah. on that word. Yeah. So, no, y'all not a prophet if you're not ready to go down for it. You're a predictor because you want to lie. You're not a prophet until you go down. You're not a messenger of the Lord of hosts until you go down. 
otherwise you're a messenger of culture. I'm not a cultural prophet. I've never been a cultural prophet. I only know Christ. Jesus Christ and him who's crucified. See, I'm standing on this word, and you, none of you all can say in this word that you have not seen this happen in God's kingdom over and over again. Come on. Come on. Over and over again. Elijah said, it's not going to rain. So, okay, so it's not going to rain. He got ready to tell us the rain. Rain is like, well, I've been gone so long. I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. I've been gone too long. Rain is like, I don't even know what cloud is. You know? I have no idea. So, we don't do rain all the time. No, we're shifting. And I, and I will hope to get through what I'm going to say. But if not, I'm going to teach all of this in my own thing, and God's going to have to come on by to get it. Let me tell you right now, right. as surely as Jesus is the son of the living God, the resurrection and the life, my word will come to pass. And you know why? Because it's not my word. Wait a minute, 
I'm doing this anyway. I'm prophesying and he's doing something else. So I'm gonna tell you because you know y'all gonna be like I'm a people. You know how we know you're not a false prophet because I'm telling you this. This this here drama that we just read, this is scripture at least six ten times. Six to ten times. God's nation has always come under attack. False leaders always rolled up, and Satan has always tried to eliminate Jesus as a heretic. Can we talk about Haman? Who's just talking about Haman? Oh, Come up, Haman. He was so convinced that he was the next in line. They invited him to the banquet. To the king's table with the queen. He never, ever took note of who the queen really was. The church is Jesus' queen. Come on! Jesus. Now he's got to do something confident. Uh-huh. See, I would, I would respect him if he did not have to use all, all these nations to help you get in who had no right to touch our nation. Thank you. Thank you. See, that's, it's kind of like the person who knows that the woman or the, or the actor who won this award paid everybody, left with everybody, did all this our cleaners. And so we in public, we got to say, yeah, I don't know. Mean, and behind the scenes, there's no contempt. And they don't sleep well at night either. Because no matter what, a lie won't die in your soul. A lie will keep talking to you. When you, that's why they have to get drunk. That's why they have to do drugs. That's why they have to sleep around. Because you need something to muffle that lie. Because it never shuts up. Wow. It never shuts up. A lie never shuts up. You, it's your weakest moment. All the lies you thought you forgot, and there they come. Now, I'm just saying, hey, you know, and I'm recording this, so if you're just crazy on social media, don't worry about it. I got it recorded. <laughs> so you'll still hear this. Okay, you'll hear the download. Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Come on, come on. So I just want you to know. So I'm not telling my people, well, you know, y'all better, t- I'm not doing that. I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm telling my folks, keep on praying. Yeah, yeah. Keep on praying. Because yeah. we praying for this person. Oh, we praying. Are we praying? Yeah. yeah. Keep praying. Pray on, my child. Pray on. Yeah, right. <laughs> Pray on, my child. Pray on. You know? Pray on, because see, I've read the whole Bible. Anybody ever read the prayers of David? Oh, I'm praying the big prayer. I'm not praying the big prayer. I'm praying the big because Jesus is the eternal David. So I'm praying the Jesus prayer. And I'm saying what Jesus is saying. So what it means to be a sovereign messenger? I brought that up to you last week. And so I'm going to do this, you know, again. Prophecy, prediction, performance. Let's clarify, because a lot of what we talk with these people to celebrate as prophecy is just prediction. First of all, half of them have been around the little table with their friends. They've been to the little meetings. Some of them went to the little Illuminati things and all of the secret society and all of the whatnot. And so they already heard the edict of darkness. So you see, prediction, edict. You see, edict is in the middle of that. E-D-I-C-T. Egypt. Prophecy does not need to be deductive simply because it created the world. Everything God has done, prophecy.
prophecy is not just pre-saying. It is pre-evolving. That's the word. Go look it up. It is pre-evolving, and it is preparing, and it is propelling. That's why they want to kill prophets. Ain't nobody running around here talking about we're going to kill us some psychics. No. They ain't trying to take out a psychic clairvoyant. They ain't trying to do it. They just trying to shut up now. Yeah. Wow. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. But no, we're not running around and trying to convert psychics to us. No. Because we realize that they have, they, they have to give accountability to a plethora of people. Yes. We don't. See, they've got to give every fallen thing a, a, a chance. Every fallen thing a voice. We don't. We got one God. Come on. One word. One Jesus. You know, Ephesians 4. You know, that's why I say one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one church. We're the ones who see. So prophecy can only apply to us. I don't care how many people try to maneuver it or appropriate it in their world. Prophecy means that God has already been just saved in advance. See, that's where we're lost. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That, see, we are lost because we think it's all about saying in advance. That's Greco-Roman prophecy. That's why it sounds so much like the, the, the whole Greco-Roman pantheon. Okay? Mm-hmm. But that's not what prophecy is. God doesn't just say it in advance. He sets it in motion. Mm-hmm. So this thing, as much as we've been saying this whole thing that we're living right now has been in motion for hundreds of years, let me tell you something. God's word has been in motion longer because prophecy is not about the, out, the, the outer events or the events that come out of, I would say, emergent events. Prophecy is not about that. Prophecy runs through the cellular system of humanity. And, they, and by that, it goes into action through all of the genealogy. So this word that God gave is just, I mean, Cyrus. Come on, let's talk about Cyrus. Yes. God ordained Cyrus. Mm-hmm. But we lost what? Years. Centuries. 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 Can we say that? That's prophecy. He spoke that Josiah was prophesied century, and he didn't just come about what he's going to do. He said, but there's a child coming. Josiah by name. Now, you realize how much hell happened between that and Josiah? As a matter of fact, you would have thought that when God made Jeroboam's hand leprous, that God could have taken him out then, but no, because prophecy has got to go through the gene tree. Got to go through the genetic line. Because it's got to come down and land on the couple to produce a Josiah. Mm, come on, come on. Hagar had a kid by Abraham, mm-hmm. a kid that was prophesied. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. She thought, Hagar, Sarah can't have a kid. See, we act like the, we, the issue is you don't know how to fight for God. You can't fight for Jesus because you don't know it. So it's easy for you to defend the world mm. against him. Those who know their God will be strong. We don't get moved because we know our God. We know our God. So here we go. Hagar, she's an cute, tight, and tough. Abraham has got all his virility back. You know, God needs this experiment just for everybody to know that it's working. Yeah. Nobody needs to know that it's working. <laughs> you know, this is a test. <laughs> we got this test case going on. God's like, I know I think that 
down the sperm. I know I set down the seed. I know I did all of that, but I need to know if it's working. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try it on what I curse. So it will succeed on what I bless. So think about it. Now, God had already given them their life back because, well, the devil was pulling them kings out. So, you know, God had already done a great work. She was cute at, what, 90? Right. Baby, let my 90s be that far. <laughs> Sweetheart, I'm going to need my 90s to be that far. Yeah. So, God, you know, because everybody said with Abraham, he really missed God because, you know, God had told him to stand. No, no, God understands the law of creation, and that's what a prophet knows. A prophet knows the laws of creation, and the law of creation is the firstborn belongs to the God of the Father. So God is like, well, I can't, I'm not going to help them get any more kids. I'm going to just go ahead and make this Ishmael and let them go on. But since Abraham is mine, mm-hmm. I'm going to bless everything that comes from Abraham. Mm-hmm. So Abraham, he's got Ishmael, he's doing fine. Sarah, on the other hand, is laughing. Uh, yeah, right, I thought so. And you know, took me, look, he got a kid and I'm still waiting. So Abraham, God gets another visitation because you don't, you can't stand for God if he doesn't visit you. You just can't do it. And if you don't get that visitation that persuades you and convinces you, you are wobbling. You will wobble under anything. So God visited Abraham and he starts telling them, okay, you're going to have the, the you're surely, you're going to have the children. It's going to be great. Abraham fixes some dinner. It was wonderful. You know, I can't wait to fix Jesus some dinner. And then I'm thinking, Jesus, but you said I'm going to need you to bring your dinner. Okay, bring your time. I can't know because I won't be comfortable with you eating my cooking and I cook good. But I'm going I'm to need you to bring your own food, Jesus. <laughs> okay. But so here he is, and then he says, oh, that Ishmael was this before he said, no, no, not Ishmael. I didn't tell you that Hagar was going to give you a kid. That's right. That's right. Come on. Come on. See, that's where we are today. Everybody's looking at the the consolation prize. Yeah. Or the test case. He said, I said, Sarah. Because it's not so much about your sperm, Abraham. Or it's not only about your sperm, it's also about her egg. Yes, yes. Hagar gave him an egg. Didn't bring forth a promise. <laughs> so in God's well, not any old egg will do, not any old wound will do. We go all the way down to Jesus. Not any old wound would do. The wound with that was so pure that the holy seed of God wouldn't be contaminated, contaminated by all the men that have been there. So in God's mind, the, the package has to be right. Yeah. So that is why prophecy, uh, 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 Mary was in Isaiah 7:14. The prophecy has got to fit the genealogy and the genetics as well as the generation. Genealogy, genetics, and generations. So if God gives a prophecy and it looks like it's not going to make it, you need to make sure it came from God. And if it came from God, you stop looking at what shows up as counterfeit, and you start looking at the word of the Lord that has to be fulfilled, that cannot return to him for 
And I don't need the media to tell me whether or not God's word is fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, they ain't going to tell you. No. Oh, well, they didn't tell us. No, they did not. You want to say something? Okay. I just want to insert that this is prophets training class right now. Yes. So those of you who are prophets, prophets in training, prophetic hopefuls, for sure, apostles, and even those in our organization and beyond, this is prophets class. You should be taking notes. You should go back and revisit this because we are getting lessons, not just exhortations and encouragement and fired up, but we are getting lessons deep profound lessons from a master on how this institution and the world that backs it works. And I just wanted to say that because I know we're excited about what you're saying, and it is extraordinarily profound and accurate, but I don't want us to miss the teaching moment that's happening here in grooming to sharpen us so we can go back and study this for God's future, which obviously we see we need right now in what is being dropped in our lives. Right. And here's our test. Not only is it our test, but this is the honor, the dignity that has been graced upon us that we get to turn the world God's way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, these people just want to be heard. Baby, I'm turning the world. Yeah. This is a new depth. And God is betting everybody, including the messengers. And every event, he's betting them, okay, so I can't belong to you because you can't stand. Okay, I can't belong to you. Okay, well, you won't back down. Okay, you're in my next group. You're in my next Because people are they're prophesying without God. They don't assume that God is in it. But Esau sold his work life over a snack. And he did not think God was listening. So daddy gets ready to leave. The prophecy was never on Esau, and God was the one that knew. Esau did not have the prophecy, even if his father had the prediction. Come on now. Wow. The prophecy was always Jacob. Always. See, prophecy doesn't care about prediction. Because prophecy has to keep going forward because it's genetic, because it's genealogical, because it's generational. So it has to happen. You understand that if the being, if the person comes into existence, the prophecy has worked itself in and through them to the next one and to the next one. So you all have this thing as a, just strictly a communication institution. Okay, well, I'm just going to hear the word of the Lord. I'm going to drop it. No, no, I don't get to drop it because I'm the one that's got to push back on the darkness that he's. I got to push back. I don't get the luxury of saying, I'm, well, I don't know. I mean, y'all forgive me. I am, don't, don't forgive me. Please don't. Don't forgive me, because I'm not apologizing. Because I know that genetically, biologically, genealogically, generationally, the president is who God put it in, not who people put it in. So now i got to see what God's going to do about this world to see to it that it doesn't return to him more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I just want to say, I got a cowbell. See, there are people who don't know this. See, when, you're, when, you are, when you really are in this office wearing this mantle, you administrate it. You execute it. You defend it. You manage it. See, I'm in the office. I'm not just at the mic. Oh, 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 a lot of people are on the mic. 
And then you go and you get a bunch of friends who are on the mic talking about, this is, this is what I'm saying, so I feel it. No, I don't feel it. I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't feel it when God said But then many of us don't feel our jobs every day we go to. Come on. But you go to work every day. Not feeling it. <laughs> I'm not feeling it today. I mean, I don't feel like it that day. But that's not what we operate on. You operate on the on the protocol, on the job description, on what is written concerning why you're in that seat. But you do it. And you can disagree with your boss. You can disagree with your company. You can do all of that. And you know what? You work by what is written. It is written that your job does this. Your department handles that. It is written. It is written. It is written. Where did they get that from? God Almighty. It is written. And what is written? Cyrus was written. Somebody didn't hear me. Cyrus was written in the book. And Cyrus's job was to get Israel back home. And to protect Israel. Yes. As they were going home, because everybody didn't get the news that the king was releasing them. Yeah. The king was setting them free. So, so they had to fight with all the Sam Ballers. They had to fight with everybody who felt they shouldn't be. I mean, after all, these are slaves. They, we don't want to take them, but we need them to work. Come on now, sure Everybody had to fight, and as long as he was alive, they were able to do that. But then they did something very interesting. They went around him and rewrote the letters. Yes. See, this is Bible. Yes. We live in Bible right now. Right. That Bible y'all were talking about, I don't know where y'all got that from. Y'all need to give up all of them other little trashy Bibles, and you need to get back here where God had to fight and slug it out for what he needed. Yes. Right. Yes. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm warming up. So, what are we looking at here? God's word undergoes resistance because devils prophesy too. Why does the Bible talk about false prophets all the time? Jezebel had 850 false prophets. False. Ahab had one Jezebel. You understand? We keep, I mean, you're celebrating like, wow, well, this must be God because it happened. A lot of what Jezebel did happen, it didn't make her less antagonistic to the Almighty. She didn't love Israel's God anymore. She put up a whole religious order, which is what they're doing for us right now, a whole religious institution to support all of the gods that she cut covenant with. So when you all sit there and talk about, I'm a false prophet, I need you to tell me what God told you. Because if he told you, then he should have told you that he was under attack. He should have told you that Satan was coming against the people. He should have told you that this was going to be a lying election. He should have told you that lying prophets. He should have told you witches were sending out smoke signals and trying and sending out spirits of delusion or on people and blindness. You are, he should have told you the whole thing because when you sit in the office, you get the whole story. That's why we can't say. That's why we can't change because we got to change the office. Come on. We can't change. We can't 
can't back down. We got to stand, having done all to stand. And I'm going to talk to you about standing. Standing is not just not falling, not just avoiding falling or leaning. Standing also means more than just standing. It also means stand for your purpose. It means stand, having done all to stand. That means take your stand and keep your stand. When we're talking about Custer's last stand, we're going to talk about him leaning on the wall, laying down. Stand doesn't just mean be idle or passive or immobile. Stand means you keep pushing back until what you're going after happens. And this is not our last thing. See, even that passive stuff, passive sitting back. You know, you know we won because we went. No, you didn't. No, Jesus won. Heaven won. Devils are trying to win. And you notice they're not idle. They're not passive. They're on the phone around the clock pushing this thing forward. They're calling all their friends, calling in faces, calling in everything. We stand up. We fell on that <laughs> Okay? We have been talked out of aggression. We at least need to have spiritual aggression. Because we've been taught to be that way. It's not that you're weak. You're not weak at all. The body of Christ is not weak. It's defeat. And we need to know the difference between the two because we're ferocious about our deception. We're fighting each other like crazy because of the deception. We're ferocious about that, baby. We're going to cut your mama and daddy cut you out. You done got cut out of the will. They're not putting you in the family. This is not even about religion. It's just politics. Now, you know good and well. If it was about religion, it probably would have you on poison at the next part of their dinner. I know. Put it right in your place. Just smear it all over your place. No, we are deceived, and we're fighting deceived believers who believe in another Christ, who believe in another Jesus. And Paul said, if anyone comes preaching any other gospel, let him be a curse. So don't write me a letter about the love of the Lord, because if you're writing from another gospel, you are a curse. And I'm going to look at your letter as something I'm going to burn. Because it's a curse. That's what you do with curses. You burn them. If they come not speaking according to the apostles of Scripture, Peter tells us, obey the apostles, the commandments of the apostles. All of this is about the apostles. And you know what we got? We got apostles helping out Satan. Oh, he did say he had the false one. Well, yeah. 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 false apostles. They made it false apostles, false prophets, false teachers, false Christ. Yeah. You know, if you got false Christ, you got false everything else. Yeah. Jesus said that he's going to have a lot of false Christ. The man is enviable. Yeah. He's really enviable. I mean, what could I say? He's just an enviable guy. Those who know their Bible and their God. Mm. See, Bible tells you where your God is. So as long as the church has been in existence, the Bible has been under attack. Something about what Jesus brought to the planet terrorized us. You understand? But when Moses gave us the Ten Commandments, 
Some people are, do you still have resistance? Mm-hmm. That, uh-uh, if that ain't what God talk to you, then he's talking to me. Well, some God talking is talking to you. The one you brought out of Egypt with you. Moses got, he, Moses met his God on the mountain. Twice, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 18 days in the face of the Almighty to come back with a nation that they keep trying to do away with and walk up. And you know why he won't go? Because of Hebrews 12 says it was in heaven before he did Again, genetics, genealogy, generations. See, nothing we're fighting for has to be contrived, concocted, or maneuvered or fabricated because it all existed before the foundation of the world. That is my power. That is my authority. That is my root and my right. I don't care about you who make church twice a year and leave. Okay? You don't count. You can't talk to me about a Christ that you don't have time to pray for. You can't talk to me about a, a Christ you don't even want to give your money to. You can't talk to me about a Christ that you don't want to read the Bible for. You can't talk to me. So y'all listening to your family because you're letting them bluff you in their error and in their blindness. You're not going to bluff me. Um, no. Mm-mm. No. You're not, you can't talk to me about a Jesus you never met. And you can't talk to me about a Jesus you doubt. So y'all wrote all the letters out of doubt. I'm not doing it. I'm standing and having done all the same. I'm standing there for it and I'm holding my ground because I'm doubling down in prayer. I'm telling you, I'm right on this. I'm right on this. And now, honey, I got, now, I know, because I don't do what's wrong. Because what's wrong, I mean, God thought about it before it comes out of my mouth. But he said, God is saying that to me. He said, you know, that's you. That's not. Mm, yeah. I said, oh, really, Lord? It sounded so good. Oh, Jesus, that's why I'm so rich. It's not so rich in that. He said, no, that's you. So I may, I learned early in God to know the difference, the frequency between my thoughts and God's voice. Yes. And there's a difference in that frequency. Yes. So nobody can come and tell you. It's kind of like trying to tell a, a, a master musician that a note is one key just because there's a slight difference, and they're trying to tell you, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. No, no. And then I, I know it because I hear it. No, you're wrong. When you hit the top, that's why we deal with the bottom. I'm not going to fuck you all out here. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm not doing that. Now, I made it my business to know the voice of God. I made it my business to be able to know this word so I can recognize the thoughts of God. See, you can't know God's thoughts when you don't know his word. And if you don't know his word and you don't know his thoughts, then you will miss his voice. And then you will need the world to prophesy to you. Mm. Then you will need that. The, the darkness, you'll need that. You'll be very susceptible to anything inaudible, anything spiritual, because you don't know the word to better insist it. When you sit in the office, see, y'all, all of these people writing these letters, and y'all better pray for these people. Y'all praying? Oh, baby, I'm praying. I'm praying regularly all day. Yes, I am. I'm praying for this friend. Come on. <laughs> I'm not sure it is. You need to know your Bible in order to know your God. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, even the deep things of God. You have to know the Holy Ghost. And half of y'all don't believe that there is a Holy Ghost. We don't feel like that the Baptist in Ephesus. We never heard there be anything called Holy Ghost. But it's the Holy Spirit that came to earth. 
It's the Holy Spirit that brought heaven to earth. It's the Holy Spirit that brought the new creation to earth. It's the Holy Spirit that brought the church to earth. The Holy Ghost brought us to earth. That's what Pentecost means. It means God broke off a piece of eternity, shipped it into the planet with you and me in it. The invisible spaceship of the Almighty, breaching time and space. You're not going to get me. We wrestle not against flesh and blood to pull down strongholds. Okay? Isaiah 8.20 says something very powerful. And I'm going to show it to you in uh, Deuteronomy 13. Because, see, Deuteronomy 13 is the prophetic test of today. I just thought y'all would like that. And, see, I'm not sitting here like I haven't done this. I'm not sitting here like I haven't tried it. I've studied it. Oh, yeah, I got folks there. I tell my own people, I ain't got it. Where y'all getting that from? That's not, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. They can't even do it. Because you know what? My church is not built on proper time. No. It's no. built on the prophet's office. Yes. 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 My church is not built on prophets. I don't care if you don't give me a word for once a year. <laughs> I don't care. As a matter of fact, I test your prophecy by your prayer. Because if you can't pray, I got to be concerned about what you're going to say. So my church is not that. A lot of y'all got these churches, you got these prophets, and all they get to do is line up and give you a word of the Lord. If you fought them to lie, they don't have a word, they got to lie, they got to imagine, they got to fantasize. You got to, my church not built on your voice. It's built on your mantleship. So I don't care. When they enroll in my school, that's why people say, I'm not going to come to your school. They don't come. Don't come. I'm not coming. So I don't care. When you come in my school, I don't care. I shut down your prophesying faculty on purpose. <laughs> Just like because you were playing doctor as a little kid, when you go to college, nobody wants you to play doctor in college. I shut it down because God sent you to learn, not to display. So if you don't want to learn it, I know you're not going to do it. I know you're going to be a problem. That means you're a plant or a double agent, or you're just somebody who just was fantasizing about a reality that you know nothing of. So, no, I don't know. I don't care about that. When they come, they say, you know, it's so funny about the science. Since I've been here, my math doesn't work. I said, ooh, good, the education's working. Because you were working it wrongly, blindly, stupidly, emotionally, errantly. So now we're just going to clean it up. God said, let me just shut down the error. Let me just shut down the confusion. Let me get ready to reform you. That's so true. Because we, now I've heard you say this before, but we don't think about it on a professional level. That it's like your talent, your gift, or whatever is what grants you access to that training program. But once you get in there, they don't want to hear it until you've proven that you can be humble, not be a runaway. I mean, they they test all points of who you are as a person and not just the talent that got you in the door in order to see if you are worthy enough, if you're safe enough to predict. Send you out there. Why do they do the military training the way they do? So when we show you how to use all these weapons, are you going to blow up a neighborhood? 
Will you get mad? Exactly. Well, look what we got. We have all of these people who have these one day, two day, three day, weekend, not read somebody's book and talked themselves up, talk and talk themselves not, don't have a path, piece of paper, don't have a project, don't have a piece of homework, don't have a study guide, got nothing to prove them, but they got a feeling. And they sit on their gifts. Let me tell you, some people hire you for your gift, but then they buy you out of that gift. So we're going to hire you because you're a gifted typist. Now you're going to type the way I want. You're going to be here for the way I want you to do because you're going to only type these things for me because this is what I need you to do. I'm paying you to let me manage your gift. And people who... Wow. Right there. Right there. That one. And people who cannot accept that as reality are typically the people who can't keep jobs. Mm-hmm. They bounce around and it's always the co-worker's fault, the system's fault, always the boss's fault, the whatever's fault. Everybody is at fault but them. But them. Because they want to do how the job the way they see it should be done and enforce that to the point where they always get squeezed out. They are living... I tell you, you're not going to live your dream on my time and my time. You're going to pay to live your own dream. On here, when you go to your company, they don't care about your dream. They sure don't. If they can hire you to be part of the planning portion or the innovation or something, they hire you for that. They hire you to carry out the vision they define. The way they defined it. Now, if you do something that's very spectacular, which is rare, you got two two issues. You might get, if you got the right supervisor, they're gonna say, "Oh, that's really wonderful." We're gonna run it up the chain. You got the second to the wrong supervisor. They're gonna tell you it's horrible, and you're gonna take credit for it. Yeah, that's true. Welcome to the world of Earth. Sure. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood to pull down strongholds. So let's look at situations. Wait a minute, I gotta read this though, because I'm gonna get this right. Gotta read it. Isaiah eight twenty. To the law. And to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. These people have the light of the world. They have worldly light. Jesus said, make sure the light in you be not dark. Because darkness, you know, you ever notice that when you, when you have a dim light, you can just see this which is in front of you? You don't see anything around it. It could be a dog over there, a snake over there. You can't see it. You stumble upon it. And then John 11.10. But if a man walks in the night, he stumbles because there is no light in him. So this is Isaiah before Christ, John after Christ. I want you to understand this. So you have to get this because if you don't, you're going to be in a position where everybody, because they're going to get flooded with false prophets because they're going to pay these prophets off. That's why they're all posting how happy they are because they have the biggest for their deity. Now I'm gonna show you why. Can I say that? You should study. Isn't that something? Because you have to know. I have to know. Because if I'm going to raise up prophets, I've got to make sure that you understand what God you're working for. Come what on. God are you mouthing? What deer is deer are you mouthing? What spirit are you mouthing? I'm just talking about the prophetic, but I don't care what the subject is. You know, when you sit there and talk about we got homosexual prophets, mm-hmm. then you need to know that those are Jezebel prophets. Yeah. They, they came down a lot. Because mm-hmm. Jezebel has the homosexual prophetic something. Yeah. 
to know when you are evicting him from your soul. Verse 4, you shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. And you shall serve him and cleave to him. And that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt. Today we would say which saved your soul by Calvary. And redeemed you out of the house of bondage to thrust thee out of the way which the Lord thy God commanded thee to walk. So shalt thou put away the evil of the away from the midst of people. Here we go. Let's go family. But well, what do I do? Because my family mad because I like Trump. Well, let us read about it. If God help <laughs> This is a family word. If thy brother, the son of thy mother, or the son of thy son, or thy daughter, or the wife of thy brother, why my wife? Or thy friend. Which is, it, which is as thine own soul entices thee secretly, saying, Let us go and serve other gods which thou hast not known, thou nor thy fathers, namely the gods of the people, politics, people, politics, politics, people, okay, which are round about you, nigh unto thee, or far off from thee. That means you left them and they at home calling. Hallelujah. Okay? From the one end to, of the earth, even to the other end of the earth, thou shalt not consent unto them. Nor hearken to him, neither shall thine eyes pity him, neither shall thou fear, neither shall thou conceal him. But thou shalt, sure, oh, well, I'm not going to read that. Because, <laughs> we need capital punishment to the Holy Ghost. Yes. But the Holy Ghost does have capital punishment. Yes. Right. Right. I'm just saying. But when 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 your own nation and your theocracy, the bow shall surely kill him. Thou hand shall be first upon him to put him to death, and afterwards the hand of all the people. And thou shalt stone him with stones that he died, because he hath sought to thrust thee away from the Lord thy God, which brought you out of Egypt. That means Satan. See, when you see our brought you out of Egypt, see, that's why y'all read all of them little paraphrase versions. You don't know that you are messing over God. And you don't even to. You're trying to get to the truth. You're working hard. So I, you know, people have asked me, you know, he said, stone them. They, they were the opposite. That was legal. Just like one, at one time, it was legal to hang up. Yeah, well, okay. Come on now. Yeah. Right, right. So don't bring that home to me. Because at one point, but sometimes in American history, it was legal to cane us. It was legal to amputate. It was legal to mutilate us. And we were supposed to be a civil nation. So don't say you don't understand this. This is a national issue. This has nothing to do with congregations. This has everything to do with the theocracy. Our Constitution says you can do whatever you want. We just stop being a fifth of something. It's not that long ago. So when you start looking at this, they say, well, that can't be God because, I mean, after all, we don't do that. Yeah, we do. We don't do it. The Holy Ghost still does. Mm-hmm. Where's your mama? Where's your dad? Where's your brother? Where's your kid? Where's your son? Why didn't you God do stuff? Well, wow. So we don't do it mm-hmm. unless we're in official capacity in our government um, employment. We don't do it. But we need to understand that a cursed causeless does not align. God does nothing without a cause. 
and it's very easy to fall into the, the provocation of his causes and not realize it. See, that is why when you say you need a man to teach you, and people are misunderstanding that. Yeah, you do. You need them. That's why the teachers are in the threefold and the fivefold. You need somebody to help you break this down. So when you see what brought me out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, you are now going to say that God saved your soul and delivered you mm-hmm. and delivered it from corruption. Yeah. Context. Framework. Okay, and so back then, that's what they did. Today, the angels do it. Herod got all dressed up to pretend Jesus had come to visit him and gave him a word. Got all dressed up. He was getting ready to, yeah. Yeah, and so they got all dressed up. And, and, and the ready, he's going to preach another gospel. Now, the Bible has said if anybody preached a gospel other than the gospel Paul preached, or those 12, let them be a curse. So he gets up, and I mean, he's given this, but they don't even call it a sign. It's an oration, his oratory. And he is talking. Angel of God, kill him. Now, it's funny that Luke knew it was an angel. Everybody else probably thought he had an attack of seizure God. <laughs> Because they could see, you know, Jesus is, is in the, um, in that, yeah, because everybody else, he, had, he just beamed and laughed. Angels stand there like, no, no, you're not doing this at my church, no, because that's the guardian of that region. And those, Jesus said angels have the power to do that. In Deuteronomy, they were driving God nuts. He was like, I'm tired of y'all. I'm not going to lead you to the promised land. I'm going to send my angel. He said, no, I have to kill you along the way. And if I kill you, he said, the other gods are going to think I couldn't pull this off. I love this man. He's a sweet, sweet man. But he has a right to what he gave his life for and what he created. He has a right to tell you, if you want to keep my salvation, you want to walk this walk. And if not, I'm going to turn you over to the enemy. He talks about turning us over all the time. Paul, we're going to turn that you went over to Satan. That's New Testament. I know y'all don't hear that. might not be in the message Bible. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. I didn't read it. But I'm going to tell you right now, I've read a lot of them Bibles, and they took a lot out so that you can be vulnerable to the judgment of God that Satan knows is automatic because he came from God's world. He was born in God's world. He can tell you better than anybody how to go against the grain of the Almighty. I'm just saying. So you say, well, but that, how is that? No, the prophet said, we want you we are giving you words that are going to make you turn away from God, turn away from the true and living God. These young kids, they have, they are, they following Beyonce, who thinks she's a goddess. They're following all of these fallen spirits. They got to change their name and all of that. What do you think that's about? Come on now. Well, I don't really follow. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You don't call it following because you call yourself a fan. But a fan is a fanatic follower. A fan is a fanatic follower. I'm just saying. You know, I spent a lot of time researching stuff because I have to know. So here we go. Deborah, she goes. Deborah has to fight this world war with Barack against Sisera. And so she's bitch. Okay? And Deborah goes and says, oh, let me go to Judges 5. 
Justice fight is really good. Because that for shows that the angels of God are always involved. See, y'all all prophesying, and y'all all happy that y'all are validating each other. <laughs> but see, the angels of God don't care about that. Yeah. You know, y'all all happy. Hey, man, I'll put you on my conference. Hey, you're going to be, can you mind being a speaker at my conference? And y'all just pass them lies back and forth like people pass ass. Thank you. <laughs> So first of all, I want you to see, because it's very important that you get this, Judges 2, God's angels are not backing this. They are still working to bring his word to pass, because their duty is to God's word. We want to talk about angels, and we think because we change laws, angels change government. Angels are like, are you kidding? They don't switch sides. They already have that. That switch happened this evening. That switch happened again at the flood. That switch happened before earth. They already made up their mind. I'm staying with the Almighty because I understand. So when you look at this, there's a very interesting passage in Judges people don't know, uh, and that is uh, Judges 2. And an angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Vulcan and said, I made you go up out of Egypt. It's a big deal. Your salvation the God that saved you continues to let you know how you got saved and that I'm the one who did it. I don't care who you're picking up along the way. I don't care what deities you like. You like that little ritual. You like that little slack. You like that little feeling. He said, I'm the God that saved your soul, and you're not going to treat me like this. He said, um, that's why I don't have you sitting out there. Okay. And have brought you up into the land which I swear unto your father, and I said, I will never break my covenant with you. Verse 2, and you shall make no leave with the inhabitants of this land. You shall throw down their altars. But ye have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? Now, this is an angel talking at the law. Because when when I watch all the way through Scripture, the angels are God's embodiment. They're his microphone. They're his database. So God literally uses their being as himself. Yeah. He said to him, I thought the angel that he was replacing himself with. He said, I'm just mess with him because my name is him. Right. And he's going to do to you what I'm going to do. Okay. okay? But I'm going to let him do it. So God's like, if I get started, I'm not going to stop so all y'all going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still letting know that we have the flood. If I started, and that's it. Yeah. It's important that you know that you cannot be a prophet of God and not know God's pattern, God's history, God's practices, God's archives, God's testimony, statutes, commands, revelations, disclosures, edicts, decrees, declarations. There's a whole lot for you to learn. You can't get it in a weekend. You hope you hope you can get it in two years. Hope. Because see, God is a living word. See, because He uses you as His might. He uses you as his sound system. He uses you as his archive. He uses you as the embodiment of his entire being. So you have to recognize he's got to shift your genetics. He's got to shift your internal. He's got to change your chemistry. He's got to come on, somebody. And it happens when you're a prophet, especially. As Elisha dies, they're going to have a war put a dead man down there. Man, they're dead a while. And you know what? The dead got up. For today's science would love to have that sort of thing. Okay? The dead got up because of, death, because of a dead prophet's bone. Right. That means that, that what God does to make you.
him drop a word in your mouth. If he only drops a word in your mouth, then you're not a prophet. You are a prophesier. And you are used intermittently. When I meet somebody in the area, Who's there? Who's there? Who's there? Oh, there we are. Look at that. Okay, there we go. We got to drop an answer. Hey, there you go. No, uh-uh. What we have in there is a PIT. So I'll drop a word in the PIT, but when we want the execution to happen, we're going to the P-R-O-P-H-T. And so the thing that I want you to, to read, and I'm looking at this, mm. I'm going to get, oh, here it is. So in verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 20, to let you know that God, that the, the angels are battling with this. We might be finished, but they're not done. Gabriel came to because we all—that's because we live in an earthly salvation. Oh. The earthly salvation—you go by the five senses and what you see. Elisha's servant was nervous. Yeah. He was scared. Oh, did you understand? We can make it taken out. And Elisha, because he had been with God first, he was raised by Elijah. So he kind of know all the players and how they all play. So Elisha said, "Lord, open his eyes." And he looked around at his chariot of fire. You know, y'all see, y'all, y'all hear that song, Chariot of Fire? No, that came from scripture. They didn't write that. That was an original. Satan often takes scripture text out to confuse the locale of God's wisdom. All right? So here we go. Now, Deborah is talking about all of the people that didn't back her presidency. Wait a minute. Yeah. What'd you think that? Come on. Come on now. All right, back it. Hold on. Back it up. Grab the mic. Come on. Okay. Say it one more time. Just say it one more time. Deborah is backing all the people who didn't back her presidency so much so she couldn't stay at the Capitol. She was under a tree. First of all, I got power with God. Yeah. 
And I'm going to be here till heaven to say I got the throne. And heaven told me I can't go. Thank you. That's the heaven said. So, so then, I remember that I know. And, 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 so, and I want you to see. Nobody. I'm not nobody. Okay. Nobody. Okay. They can't go anywhere, y'all. So I'm going to have to hang on. Okay? But then, but look at this. Then, um, when you read Deborah, and I, I want you to hear this because you don't recognize what Deborah really was because see, a lot of theologians can't believe God can use a servant or a woman. Somehow or another, you know, that can't happen. So, and the children of Israel, chapter 4, I'm just going to hop around a little bit. Can I hop around a little bit? Okay. And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord when Ehud was dead. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, that reigned in Hazor, the captain of whose host was Sisera, which dwelt in Harosheth of the Gentiles. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, for he had 900 chariots of God was bad. Okay, 900 chariots of iron and 20 years, he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. 20 years. Verse 4, and Deborah, a prophetess, a prophet the wife of Lapidus, she judged Israel at that time. Now, we understood Samuel, the head of state. We understood Ehud. We understood Moses. We understood everybody. But not her. She was just prophesying because she was there. And she had a husband, Lapidus. So who is he? Who cares? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so what did he do? Nobody can? Okay. And so to Deborah, that was it. And she dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah. She had, a, had the name of herself. Dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in Mount Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. Now, when they came to Moses, he was at a state. You know, they stood and, and he prophesied all that, all day long about it. But when it comes to her, but anyhow, in God's mind, she was ahead of state. And in God's mind, he put in the people's heart who his head of state was. Now, we don't know who was down there where the rest of them are, where the tent is. Oh, we don't know where they were. We don't know and we don't care. Nobody mentions it. If you look at this. But I'm granted they don't all got off the reservation anyhow. All right? And she said and called, hear this, because I'm telling you, Scripture is scripting this whole thing. She said and called Barak, the son of Abinoam, of whatever their name, Kadesh Naphtali, and said unto him, Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded, saying, Go and draw toward Mount Tabor and take with thee 10,000 men of the children of Naphtali and the children of Zebulun? You're not the head of state if you can't call the army. He's the head of the army. So you can talk to me all day long about her just being nice little fucking cat. Come on. Come on. They always like to put that test on it because they think they're still testing up things you should prophesy. All right? Come on. And I, now she knew because God told her, I told Barak to go get the army because I'm about to affect your people. And I will draw unto thee, draw thee unto thee to the river Kishon 
Festival, the captain of Jabin's army. So God has a strategy. He sent me down. You can read all of that, all that you want. But I didn't want to do it. And here's where it got even good. Because, you know, back then, you didn't go to say if you couldn't war. You have to be able to wield a sword, take a few heads, slice a few lives. And so she, she went through all of the tests of leadership. I love this man. I shook him. So, so read down to verse 14. Deborah said, get up. Come on, God, go and do what you're supposed to do. Verse 14. But this is the day in which the Lord has delivered Sisera into thine hand. Is not the Lord gone out before thee? See, you don't know where God is in the midst of this if you are not speaking for him. Because he's not telling you. So you stay right there in your little traditional coffee shop. And your little clubhouse where you switch divinatory words. Because when you're with God, he gives you the whole picture. Yeah. See, she got the whole picture because yeah. she was occupied. So he said, going out before the so Barak went down from Mount, and, uh, from Mount Tabor and 10,000 men after him. But he said unto her in verse 8, which is really good, he said, and Barak said unto her, if thou wilt not go with me, then I will go. But, excuse me, if thou wilt go with me, then I will go. But if thou wilt not go with me, I will not go. Now, she, he, he, come on here. You're the commander of the army. And you come on, I'm not going. First of all, she's a woman. Why are you saying she needs to go? Right. Because girl was bad with a sword. He knew. He not only wanted her prayers and prophecy, he wanted her in the battle. Because you didn't like, get a seat like that without battle. So a lot of y'all women, y'all sitting here taking a man. Y'all doing cow, cow, bow, bow. But I'm trying to tell you. Come on, tell it, tell it. Come on. I'm just saying. Say it all. So she told me, well, look at what she said. She said, I will surely go with thee, notwithstanding the journey that thou takest shall not be for thine honor, for the Lord shall fell Sisera into the hand of a woman. And Deborah rose and went with him. So no, I'm not bowing down, and I'm not apologizing, and I'm not repenting, and I'm not lamenting, because I know God has won this thing. Now, I don't know how he's going to win it. I don't know how he's going to turn it out, and I don't have to. But I'm telling you one thing. This this battle is won in Jesus Christ. Now, I don't care what you say. Now, this man, so why would he want her to go? Come on, my theologian. Come on, my doctrinaire. Come on, my exegetist. Tell me, why would the head of a military say, I want this woman? I'm This woman, I need her to go with me for a war. Now, we all see those movies. We all saw the 300. We all saw all of the movies. We know that that's a bloodbath. Why are you asking this woman to go with you to the bloodbath? Hey, Facebook, how you doing? Social media. Social media. He, she's the head of faith. She's told him to go to war. He won't go without her. That means she's walking and packing some power that he knows about that no one else understands. But you know what? You don't get that until you go and you stand, having done all the same. You face off with God's opposition. You keep pushing forward. You're going to send this letter of apology. The devil is a liar. I'm not 
life is too strong. I'm never going to do it. Ever, ever. Can I say E-Z-E-R? Ever. 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 You're talking, we don't have a legacy. We talk about this woman was born in the country, and you know she had to be under there because the men wouldn't let her be down there where the capital was, so she had to get off in the book, but that's all right. Everybody who wanted the true God joined her. They went to her. Don't tell me that I recognize that you don't know the Bible, so you can't recognize the hand of God. You can't recognize his history. You can't recognize his operation. Because you're too busy to try to be liked by the people. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. She said, but God's going to sell this. And he was all right, but let him get the glory. He was like, I don't care. I just don't want to die. I just don't want to die. That's it. And then if you read um, from 12 onward, I will not be able to, I don't know. But if you read through it, here's what Deborah is saying. She's saying, oh, wait, now, so she, the battle's over. She's won. Because she's like, first of all, she goes to war when God goes to war. Like Moses. Moses, two leaders go to war when God goes to war. When God goes to war, that's when the true leaders go. Moses, I told y'all not to go. I said the Lord wasn't with you. She already knew that God had given them the victory because she had seen it in a vision. He had mandated the war. He told them, I'm in this with you. And he told her, go get my army because we've been ready to take out your oppressor. That's Bible. I'm talking Bible. Don't, don't, don't be writing me talking about saying something else. I'm talking Bible. Now, if you don't know it, go get your Bible and go read it. So she said, and then I love it. Now, you can read all of this because the land, you know, the land, I mean, the word is so powerful that you, the message to be gotten. And so she was telling you it's got bad in the land. They don't have any money, no people, no war, all the weapons were gone, blah, blah, blah. And she said, and the reason for it, she gives you the reason for it, verse 8, 5, 8, that they chose new God. Well, don't we have the ecumenical, the Unitarian, the pagan, the da-da-da, we got the this, we got, we got all that. They chose new God. And this was born in the gate. Where there where was there a shield or a spear seen among forty thousand in Israel? Because the enemy took their weapons. Disarmed them. Remember, we can't have guns. The Bible is talking this. Because the Bible never runs out. It never gets old. Because flesh can and devils can, and God won't. So. And she said, my heart, verse 9, my heart is toward the governors of Israel that offered themselves willingly among the people. Bless the Lord. Speak ye that ride on white asses, ye that sit in judgment and walk by the way. Did we not just see our Senate? Did we not just see our Congress? See, this is yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So I don't have to make it up. Come on. I don't even have a lot of this stuff. I don't have to prophesy. I just recall and apply. I just recall and apply. Okay? So it's saying, that now riding on white asses is what the rulers did. Because that was a sign of humility back then. You had to have a white donkey. Jesus had to get on a, a donkey. But it never been. So, and why? Because they sit in judgment. So you can see all of this here, this isn't new. So I don't even know. If you had known your Bible, you couldn't have talked about a lie. All right. 
and they are they that are delivered from the noises of archery. <laughs>
This is Albert. And then um, and then Albert, hearken not unto the words of the prophet, that is, of those who promise you safety without requiring you to forsake your sins and turn unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. Wasn't that nice? I'm going there. Thus saith the Lord, hearken not unto the words of the prophet. People are under no religious obligation to hear what is contrary to the revealed will of God or to obey those who enjoin things that does not require it. They make you vain, or rather they deceive you, as the words may be properly rendered, or they make you trust to and undertake vain things. The inhabitants of Jerusalem were fed by these false prophets with the vain hopes of being able to drive the Babylonians from their walls and raise the siege of the city, yea, and of shaking off the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar entirely and being quite free for the future. A pretended vision which they have framed themselves, talking about the false prophets. That is, they persist to say unto them that despise them. You understand? So just because it comes to pass doesn't mean you got it from God. We have to look at the fruit, and when we think of the fruit of the word, coming to pass is the most minimal thing we got to look at. We have to look at what it turns you into, what it, how it strengthens or destroys your relationship with God, how it makes you belligerent and disobedient and rebellious against the word of the Lord, how it makes you sell out God, how it starts talking contemptuously, contemptuously about church, the purchased possession of Jesus Christ. Then we need to see what else y'all think. So when y'all be reading all that Facebook stuff, I listen because you need to start listening because you're going to mock what they, what they do with Jesus as a result of a prophecy tells you whose prophet they are. Wow. What they do with Jesus. What do you do with the Jesus who got on the cross? What do you do with the man from Galilee? What do you do with Calvin? What do you do with the 12 apostles that he ordained? What do you do with the church that he purchased with his own blood? What do you do with the congregation that he has set up? What do you do with the doctrine that he put in the planet? What are they doing with the true Jesus Christ? Who was prophesied from Eden to Revelation. So they ask us, how do you know? I know. I don't look at just the signs and what, because he says the Satan is full of lying signs and wonders. We have to have signs and wonders, especially lying signs and wonders, because you got no substance. Because the substance is Christ. (laughs) Adonijah did carnate himself, and then Solomon took the throne. Lazarus did die for four days, and Jesus brought him back. Good day. He said he was thinking then. <laughs> he was thinking then. Okay. Elijah served under Ahab and Jezebel, and still rained on fire. Still. Made himself invisible. Still tore down the entire prophetic institution. Okay? So don't tell me about it coming to pass and that the only feather. It ain't over. It ain't over until the Holy Ghost says, seven minutes. See, when God 
told Israel you were going to go into Babylonian captivity, they wouldn't believe him. And so when they finally got taken in, he said, settle in. Go, have, go make some babies, build some houses, plant some vineyards. Because you're going to be here for a while. So this is 70 years, right? 70 years. And 70 years, believe it or not, 70 is the number of the reign of a king. Daniel did serve as God's president, along with Deborah. I'm the never connect. Jesus did die. Three days and three. He was number one. He was thinking big. Or one would have thought. But while he was in hell, God was healing his body. The apostles were arrested, and angels led them out of jail. Those who know their God. You don't, mean, you don't spit out some rebuke and some apostles. You don't rebuke people and you haven't even learned what this man's doing. You don't know the operation of his hand. You don't know. Because everything that God says comes under attack. Everything. Every prophet's word has to fight through all of the resistance, including the, re- the resistance of the law of sin and death in the human physiology, in the human soliology. That's real. And so God knows that. That's why he starts prophesying, prophesying 500 years in advance. Because i got to weed that thing down through generations, through genealogy, through genetics. Oh, come on, somebody. Don't tell me I know this thing. Yes, I'm going to tell you right now, I know this thing. So, no, you will not get that from me. And I'm standing on the word because i got a whole bunch of words to stand on. And i got more to prove my point than the media and the public and social media says. I'm just saying, I just want you to get this. So as we go forward and we begin to, oh, she's laughing, what are they saying? I'm telling you, if you're going to stand, if you're going to be a messenger of God, you're going to be a messenger of the Lord of hosts, then you better know the Lord of hosts. Because Satan has been trillipist, he has thought projectors, he has power of suggestioners, he has he has false visions and false dreams. He has all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of it. And you need to know the sound of your God. And you need to not only know the sound. Here's where I want you to get. There is a circumference to prophecy. Yes. 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 See, there is a whole circumference to the word of the Lord. What we call prophecy and what God calls prophecy, two different things. That is why when you see divination, he's talking about, yeah, y'all just said some predicted something. Because when Balaam's eyes were open, all of a sudden he saw through divination. He hit the God realm. He hit that eternal realm of God's foreordained world, pre-scripted, eternally scripted world. He got into God's archive, and he said, hey, don't say Balaam, whose eyes are open. Thus say Baal, who sees the vision of the Almighty, and hears the word of the Almighty. You're a powerful prophet. And what? Now, God called him a prophet because he didn't have one. God had no real ordained, you know, established prophet. He didn't have that. What he had was, you know, Moses was coming up, 
And what I like about God is you'll always need your replacement in transition. And you'll keep me. And so you have to understand that God was getting ready to take Balaam out. And he needed somebody else to occupy his seat. And he wanted to occupy his seat, someone that was hit in his own. That's what makes Moses great. Because before Moses, Balaam was a man. Whoever you bless is blessed. Whoever you curse is cursed. Whoever you want to be alive is alive. Whoever you want to kill, he was he sat like a prophet. He literally had a prophetic, not just dominion, monarchy. He ruled that realm. Problem is, he served every deity. It's like going to the doctor to find out what prescription fits you. Okay, so you'll do well from the God of the, oh, yeah, you're going to do well with the God of the Hittites. Okay, so I'm going to go see something he wants to do. But you're going to be the God of Moab, so I'm going to see that. No, see, but God said, I'm taking back my planet. I'm taking back my world. And so I have to put my messenger. And I always send my messenger before my face. So I'm going to end it if I, um, where am I, where am I, where am I? Because, you know, we need words. See, I, am, I, did, I was not called by anybody. I didn't have some dead preacher come and touch me and say, you dead preacher. When I dreamed so-and-so, he came in my dream. If he did, I arrested him by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I sent him back to the hell he belonged to. And I said, now, and I told you, don't send me that, because I'm not going to listen. I'm going to find it. Everything you send me, I don't understand, so you better clear the way from me. So I'm going to find it and send it to the pit of hell, because that's what I do. I don't have those visitations. They don't even want to come, because I'm going to tell you, you've got to leave my planet. They should have told you, because you need to leave my planet. They should have told you. I don't have that super special. No. No, you got to go. And see, we, we have, y'all have been taught which I just think is just so interesting, because we taught you to entertain all kinds of spirit. He didn't say any kind of spirit underwear. He said angel. His angel underwear. And God will tell you whether or not an angel is here. He'll tell you. He said, no, that's not me. And when you are faithful, he puts guards around your house so they don't come in. Because I'm like, no. Come through here. No, and I, I love sending angels, to, uh, the demons to hell and angels on assignment. I just get them, arrest them by the Holy Ghost, manacle them up, yep, take them down, only go. Yes, because I will not live my life confused. I don't entertain those, so I don't have to have my atmosphere cluttered and confused. I play my word around the clock. I pray, and I got a honey link with Jesus Christ. It's a honey link. Yes, we don't just click, we link. And that's important. And, and let me say, if I ask God, he will, see, when you're really close to God, you can't fall into error. When you're really close to God, you don't wonder who he is. Because how in the world are you going to be deeply in love with somebody and not sure who they are? You understand that you're in love with love. People fall into bad relationships because they're in love with love. You're in love with love. 
You're not in love with a being. You're in love with love. That's why you can throw that love that you're in love with on any being that appeals to you. Because when you're in love with the right person, you have not, you don't doubt them whether they whisper, whether they stand, whether they, they're walking down the street, you hear footsteps, they're walking up the steps, that that's so and so set. So how in the world you want to say you love Jesus and you're not sure? Or you or, or, or he gonna, your guy gonna go off, get a face lift, get a face change, and then walk in and say, I'm your husband, and you're not gonna know the difference? No, no, baby, the voice is wrong. I need you to know. You smell wrong. You know, people have their own odor. When you with somebody long enough, you know their scent. You know their scent. So if you, if you sit there and, and if all somebody has to do is get a facelift or face reconstruction and you talk about and say, this is my so-and-so, then I want you to understand that you were in love with love. Yeah. 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 Okay, Psalm 2. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine or plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves. And the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Let us break their bonds of thunder. See, we're in bonds. We're in scripture now. We're, 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 trust me, we're in scripture now, right now. Yeah, yeah. And cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh, and the Lord shall have them in derision. Yeah. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath. And vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet I have set my king upon my holy hill of silence. I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen or nation for thine inheritance. And the uttermost part of the earth for thy possession. God did that. He gave Jesus everything. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and ye perish from the west when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. I don't know about you, but I'm telling you, and then I said to Chief today, I said, wait a minute, God gave me a word from Isaiah I had not paid attention to. I don't know if I ever read it. You know, you know how you, like, you scan them, but you know, then I remember, then I don't have my original Bible, so I could, I probably got like 45 colors in there. But this, I thought, was very apropos. And we're going to be ending on this. I feel like I could. Ooh. I know she's having fun. <laughs> Let me see where it is. So, you know, every, every one. Uh, all right. This one comes here, and um, 
Isaiah 24.10. The earth is utterly broken down. The earth is clean or empty. Dissolved, a clean dissolved. The earth is moved exceedingly. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard, and it shall be moved like a cottage. That's scary. And the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall and not rise again. So God is letting us know that he's moving the planet into a whole other direction and all of that. Now look at this. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall punish. Listen to me. Yeah, lean in. Come on, lean in. That the Lord shall punish the hosts of the high ones that are on high and the kings of the earth upon the earth. Principalities are shifting. Jesus is doing this. Jesus is. And they shall be gathered together as prisoners are gathered in the pit and shall be shut up in the prison. And after many days shall they be visited or judged. Then the moon shall be confounded and the sun ashamed when the Lord of hosts shall reign in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and before his ancient glory. I don't know about you. I listened to this thing like 10 times. And you've got to go and listen to it and read it in several things. So I'm going to give it to you again. It will be Isaiah chapter 24, 10. Now, you can read all of it because above it, it which really got me, because that's what got me here, and it says, um, fear and the pit and the snare are upon thee, O inhabitants of the earth. Heaven get involved, and heaven take it over. And in order to do it, they have to purge the land. They have to purge the planet. And so it's letting you know that all of the things that we've been riding on and sitting on, God is dismantling. And so it says, and it shall, I love this one, and it says, um, and it shall come to pass that he who flees from the noise of the fear shall fall into the pit. And he that comes up out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in the snare. For the windows from on high are open, and the foundations of the earth do shake. This is where we are. So this thing is more than whether or not we like this person or that person. It's more than a human. It has absolutely many, much more connotations than the human. This has to do with God saying, I want you to take over my planet, so I'm going to do it. I'm coming in sovereign. I'm going to do sovereign things, and I know you don't appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, we got Trump because we got sovereign. Yeah, mm-hmm. 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 Well, you know, you, how can you appreciate something that you have been conditioned to talk out of? To me, what happened to Trump is what black folk have lived forever. They've been trained against us. They've been talked about, well, you know, if you get on the elevator with a black boy with a bandana, I'm telling you, you're going to get off, you know? You might hit, uh, don't let him have to be drawn. Baby, you're not going to ride back. Come on, because, you know, he might have something. What, what is it? We, we walk down the street. We're in a different neighborhood. We have a car go down an all-white neighborhood, and there are two black people in it. We said, so that's, that's why black folks ought to be ashamed of themselves. Because we've been the victims. We've been on the receiving end of that forever. But many of them are just so happy that it's not on them anymore. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. Not at all. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm going to you have two minutes to say something. I'll let you talk. 
three times and get your little thing and ring your little bell. I don't understand what else you want. Change. <laughs> As the kingdom turns. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna roll right into the asterisk. Don't even talk about because I'm gonna hear from some of you, and I definitely want to hear from my sponsors and apostles. Amen. Definitely. Do you want them to go first? Do you want to try to do the commentary? I feel like I've Word of his word. 
Okay. Somebody. And just to answer the statement online, yes, this broadcast will be made up if you came in late and missed it. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Price. Um, my question is, you know, the legal term is a phrase uh, in the legal system is called fraud, misuse, everything. Mm-hmm. So as it relates to the Word of God and what we're responsible for in terms of praying for leaders, are we supposed to pray for that which we know is false? Well, you know, God does not want you to pray a lie. So you can pray that the liar comes into the truth. You can pray that the truth is exposed. You can pray that God moves on a person and begins to save them. You can pray all of those. But God does not want you to say, yeah, but we really want you to find and find. So you got in here by fraud. I promise you, I don't want you to find and find. But as a, and then the fraud, I want you to come to the knowledge of the truth, come to the saving grace of Jesus Christ, come to the knowledge of the Son of God. You can pray that. But, you know, God has said, and he said, but you don't pray for the wicked for their good unless their good is repentance and salvation. That's a good question, a very good question. Someone else? Thank you, Dr. Price. I was thinking, um, as a young that where do we go from here in reference to what does God want the Ecclesia and the Apostles and Prophets to do? And I think that the model that is in place right now, the institution of Mir and Christ and Church of Mighty, is something that the Apostles in particular need to be about instituting and organizing because things have happened, but it didn't make us more prepared to handle it. Mm-hmm. And if we don't become educated and we say we're strategists and solutionists and this, that, and the third, and put things actually in place, and I'm not, and I'm speaking, you can pray, you can decree and declare, but until you do the work of what you just said, then you're still doing nothing and Satan will still have the advantage. So I think that going forward, you said you were going to put together an entire series of teaching. Mm-hmm. I think that it's going to profit the kingdom uh, greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, make a class out of it, and maybe who knows, maybe I'll have graduated and I can help teach so they man somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like that about you, baby. You're going to put your postscripts in there, baby. Baby, you got a future and a hope, a vision, and a desire, and you don't hold it back. I'm okay with that. You know, because, you know, without a vision. Who else? Someone else has their hands up? No one else? All right. Just, are you, did you have, okay. I just want you to understand. You're going um, to go, and then a prophet's family's going to go, and then we're going to have um, prophet Angela, and then Arke, Abba, and then we'll end up with, you know, she who has no commentary. If they have a question online, they can definitely type it in. I just have to say today, Dr. Price, you walked this word, as you always do, and you educated us. One of the things that you uh, that I appreciated when you opened up and said, you said that you think prophecy makes you a prophet. And you gave all of these examples of why that is not the case. Now, I haven't seen that, I haven't seen that anywhere floating around. And you, with all of these examples... All people were saying was, I'm just standing on, uh, you know, this is the word the Lord gave me. But nobody is backing these words with scripture. 
with, with any references from the Bible, which is one of the things that you always teach us, that what you, what you prophesy has to, be, uh, has to be backed by this word, and which, like I said, seems few, very, very little, that if any. And so I just so appreciate you walking us through the word and giving us all of these examples of how this has happened so many times before. And, then, and one of the main things that God just kept saying is hold the line. And we know that many people, as you showed us today, have had to hold the line, even when it looked like God was wrong or whomever was wrong, still had to hold the line and say, know that this is the word that the Lord spoke, and I'm going to stand on this word. Even if I have to die for this word, I've got to stand on this word because this is the word that he gave me, and only his word is the word that's going to stand. And we don't have to know how he's going to bring it to pass. We just have to know that he said he's going to do it. And so I just appreciate you uh, exposing the, the lie and also giving us the truth so that people can have something to take and run with because truly this is a class, and people can take this and use this, and it also works.